Hello and welcome to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by a natural Lucy. tattooist and a natural knob, Mick Tickner. How are you? <laughs> okay, how are you? Yeah, very well. Um, this is an exciting episode, isn't it? It is, because this will be our first birthday. Oh, who the fuck would have guessed we would have made it to a year? Certainly not you and certainly not I. Certainly yes. not. So and thank you, uh, thank you to all of our guests. I know, my God. What's been a what's been one of your highlights for this year? Uh, this sounds a bit scripted, but it's actually, I mean, it's properly off the cuff. Speaking to you every day. <laughs> um this is awkward, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I had that down in my in my worst bits, but okay. <laughs> I a personal low light of it has been all the poo talk. Yeah, well, I feel like we've been we've been laden with dung the last couple of <laughs> like season two has been a bit too pooey, even for me. <laughs> what did you ask me? Uh, what was a highlight of the last year in the podcast world? You know I think it's getting no no disrespect, but you were always going to get your pals to come on. <laughs> I think I think getting getting people like Shanghai Kate. Good yes. time, Charlie. That is, we never had any of those. They weren't even in our plans when we started. And then you just said, shall I have a dart? Should we go for it? Yeah. And then they came on and were great. Probably that. Yeah, that was sick. Um, my favourite part is all the friends we've made. Yeah, that is a good point. Every Everyone's been absolutely sound as fuck, haven't they? Yeah. If you'd have said a year ago, we were like, well, texty with Lol Harder, I'd have yeah. told me to, told you to fuck off. Yeah. And that I am as well. We talk plan. about sports all the time. Not yeah. very much at the moment because Spurs are shit. But, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's nice. How awesome. Yeah, go us. Been all right. Thanks Been all right for laugh. listening for Thank a year. Thank you for listening. Otherwise, we well wouldn't be doing it. And Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you would have moved on to a sports cast, which well, you have. I you? have, Actually. yeah. How's that going? Ahead of the eight ball. Coming out soon. Should be out oh. this week. Just oh, it's arg- not released yet? No, we're arguing. We're, well... We, re- we recorded an entire episode and then realised that there was already a podcast with the name we'd given ourselves. But what was the name? Uh, Behind the Eight Ball. I can't be bothered to explain what it is, but it's, uh, it's no, a I'm not interested. quite wanky cricket term that's been um, evolved and bastardised to, to make absolutely no sense now. It sounds so, wanky. Yeah, very. But yeah, so that should be out. If you care about cricket, I don't know. Search for Ahead of the Eight Ball in a couple of days and you might you might get bored um for another hour of your life so does anyone care about cricket other than you yeah yeah huh. second biggest uh, watch sport in the world so interesting try try again mate um <laughs> we're going to the brighton tattoo convention yes on the weekend after this will be released so yes what booth are you in i we, we are in booth 14 which is basically as soon as you walk in come and say so, hello give us a come give us a fist hello. bump get a we've sticker we've got such an awesome place because we're opposite little nick this yeah. week's guest we are diagonal from matt stops and all the lovely lot at origin and we're also two two stores down from lord montana and sharing a booth with lou hopper so it's we like are little, winning 
how much for a sleeve district, isn't it? It is. Come and it'll get probably, some merch. It'll and probably get be known as a bad area of the. Well, it's going to be a gassy area, isn't it? If you're there, and Matt yeah. stops is there. Gassy, and yeah, as, in, as well. Yeah, it's going to be naughty that. Oh. So yeah, do, yeah. do come up and say hello, and please and do. You don't have to talk to Mick, but I'll be happy to say hello. Yeah. You might. We don't know if we're going to have like any. I don't know what if we'll have a sign up for us or not, but we'll be under my banner, which will be Lucy Tattoo. Fucking sexy banner as well. Where'd you get that from? It's lush, isn't it? Shout so one of my friends, one of those customers that I then befriended because she also rides a bike. Her Instagram is here. <laughs> we ride with some underscores in there. Um, lovely Leanne, she made it for me. It's fucking lush. She's used like well vintage smart. fabric in there. It's got a lovely little tassel. All my favourite things. Yeah, it's very nice. I've seen a couple of good ones. Binties is good. Have you seen Bint's? Oh, my God. Boris Johnson covered in cocks. Yeah, that's sort of you're a bit annoyed you didn't think of that, I imagine. I, I'm i very annoyed I just didn't do a massive great cock. But, I mean, there we can't have a stall without cocks. So nah. come along and see. <laughs> and that's not just me. Um, so... <laughs> no, we've got Lou there as well. <laughs> Tattooing's been in the in the uh, in the mainstream the hashtag lamestream media. There was uh, I don't know if you saw this as an article written by a Melanie Phillips in the Spectator, and I'm just going to read you a little bit of it here. The to the 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 title of the piece is "Seeing Tattoos Makes Me Feel Physically Sick." Oh, and, and then the uh, the little excerpt is "Ubiquity of Body Art is Born Out of an Existential Crisis of Humanity." in Ooh. the post-religious world so you know when you went and got the word tattoo tattooed on you when you were little for a laugh <laughs> that, that was wasn't little. for a laugh it was because you were missing religion in your life oh so that's that's what it is but i just think well, it's I better such a... go actually I'll, I'll i'll go i'll go to the temple yeah <laughs> go to the temple um so i just think it's such a pretend thing to be cross about because it's not true it's tattoos don't make her feel sick it's just pretending to be angry something about something for money isn't it because you get paid yeah. to write your articles i just don't believe you that the sight of a tattoo makes you feel sick it's just simply not true yeah although my first tattoo my mum cried and because it was on my wrist she said that it reminded her oh, this, is, this is really savage and very and sad that this is what it made her think of but um, it, she said it reminded her of um, concentration camp tattoos. Yeah. That is, and I was like, "Oh, it's India's name." Yeah, and that is, but that is, it didn't. That is probably a fair enough thing to say. We can remind yeah. her of it, but I mean, it's she, not like she was saying it. She didn't throw up and then write a fucking shitty article about it four yeah. years later, did she? Yeah, forty years, twenty years. Sorry. <laughs> um. But um, our our friend of the show, uh, Dr. Matt Lodder, did a, did a quite a good reply because there's a bit in the article that says um, about how tattoos aren't just for sailors anymore. So the good doctor went back and found articles from like uh, back as far as the 50s, I think. It, even even in the 30s, he found some articles saying <sighs> that tattoos aren't just for sailors anymore. So it's nearly a hundred years that shitty line has been being been wow. peddled by by crap journalists who just want a bit of clickbait to get some old people angry. Yeah, that's it. That's it, isn't it? It's literal clickbait. Yeah. But there was, and we'll put a link to this article, so don't go and find that article and read it because it will just make you angry. But there was, 
shared in the comments under underneath people rightly calling Melanie Phillips silly. Um, <laughs> there was an article. It was written by, um, and I'm sorry if I get this name wrong, but it's E M I N E M N E Saner S A N E R for the Guardian uh, in December of last year. And it's um, just half a dozen stories of people who had their first tattoo after they were 60. And it's stories about um, like their, um, how they, it's a way of coping with a dead child. It's remembering their partners and things like that. And it's just really, really nice and a nice way of talking about tattoos in the mainstream media. So go and we'll put a link out for that. Go and read that. Don't read anything in the spectator by uh, melanie phillips about tattoos because it's just it's <laughs> a it's not true it doesn't make a sick and it's all old hacky shit about how it's fucking tattoos just for sailors and stuff so um but nice nice to see tattoos are getting talked about and and that yeah it? that is pleasant especially if it's in a positive way yeah. by a, he- a normal human yeah. rather than a, a shouty yeah it's just weird it just and it's just a lie it's just uh, as i said before it's just a lie Ta- seeing a tattoo does not make you physically sick and I know, I know it's being hyperbolic for the, for the likes, but it's just not true. And that's the basis of a thing. So like I said, I haven't read it and neither should you. So good. <laughs> um, um, today's Valentine's Day. Yeah, it is. What have you got for your lovely Daniel? Um, the have you got a whisper because today's actually Thursday. <laughs> uh, we don't do stuff like that. Never have. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll probably we'll probably take on a meal over the weekend. You're gonna get a little cheeky blowy. No, I'm going out for years. That don't happen anymore. I have to put them. In. <laughs> I've missed. They they have to I have to put put things like that in. They have to go in in writing weeks in advance. <laughs> put in a formal now. request. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. put it into HR. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Doing anything romantic? Um, Probably Grant's a bit of a, an old romantic. Actually, mm-hmm. he's good with the flowers and gifts. Yeah, see, if if I buy flowers, uh, I put them in the vase and then I take them out dead out of the vase, and I don't. Danny even looks at them. <laughs> she likes the idea of being given them, but that that's it. So, oh, I love to have flowers in the house. So at the moment, my house is full of daffs because I love a daffodil. You got also some fake pound. tulips the other day that looked the bollocks. I'll oh. send you a picture. How nice. Yeah, and even though they're fake, one of them hasn't opened quite, so they've done that, so they're not all like completely bloom at the same time. So that's clever Ooh. of them. Are they from the range? They are from no. What's the other one? Home Sense. It's quality content, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Where'd you get your Some... Where'd you get your um, fake flowers from? I'll get mine from the range. Oh, I'll get mine from um, Home Sense. My daffodils from Tesco, actually. Yeah, well, I don't buy fake flowers because they make me physically sick every time I see them. They're only for sailors. I thought of a People tattoo that, that might make me feel sick still... is if someone had like a swastika on their face or 88 <laughs> on their face. Like maybe that might make me feel sick. But I imagine if she writes for the spectator, she probably quite likes those tattoos. So <gasps> political, oh, political commentary on here now. We've never done that before, have we? Let's stop that. Let's nip that in the bud. None of that. <laughs> um, so today's guest, Little Nick. Oh, Little Nick. How funny was he? Very funny. Got right into it. Lots of very again, not not a great deal of tattoo stuff. But is there ever? No, nah, but uh, we we did go. <laughs> there was a lot of chat about um tattoo beds and their pros and cons. So if that's your vibe <laughs> at the moment, there's a lot of that in there. 
<laughs> we cover it. We cover all all um, facets of the tattoo world. Allegedly. Allegedly, and Lucy understands the uh, or gets gets learned about how you, you have you can say allegedly after everything and it make it not bad, but that's not actually the case. So. <laughs> there's not, I don't think there's any beeping in this, but I think you 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 self censor at one point and say beep yourself, which is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what can I say? I'm very funny. It's can't help it. Um, Just can't help it. Um, but it has made me really excited to hang out with Nick next weekend. Yes. Um, so and there's like there's one. just going to be loads of people for us to to see again, and for most of them, it will be the first time we've seen them since we had them on the show so that'll be yes. that'll be lovely for 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 a number of reasons for us but um i'm aware we've done some quite long intros so shall yeah, we so shall we get on to it let's get on to it this is episode 38 of how much for a sleeve with little nick happy birthday by the way happy birthday hun hey this is bob tyrell and you're listening to how much for a sleeve this week we are lucky enough to be joined by tiny nick Oh, sorry, little Nick, little Mick. Do you want to do it little again? Mick's penis. No, I like that. Yeah, I'm cool joined by Mick's penis. What have you got to say for yourself, you <laughs> fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, little Nick's here. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you asking me. It's a big honour to come along. No, oh, nice one. Thanks, mate. It's a big honour to have you on. <laughs> I felt like some sort of podcast predator when I asked you on because I was getting tattooed by Daryl at Wolverine's and you like just came in to have a look and I was like, come on the podcast, please. If you don't, I've got a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I've got numb and cream and I'm not afraid to use it. I'll back Dean you. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun day. That was a really fun day, actually. That was really fun. I saw the little total tattoo um, thing about it as well. My leg's in there. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I haven't got a copy yet. I, I went to my WH Smith, my local one, and normally I'll raid them of all their magazines, but I think Matt, you'll beat me to it. What sort of magazines do you normally buy? Are they top shelf? Uh, yeah. Are they underneath a bit of paper? Yeah, the, the ones that you can't see with the black plastic. The really specialist ones that you have yeah. to ask the, the, the nonce behind the counter for. Yeah, because I'm so small as well. I have to ask somebody taller to get them down. Can you get me juicy jugs, please? I can't reach, sir. Uh... I've got a ladder, please. Just a borrower. <laughs> um, I have a friend who's of average height, uh, but his husband is a lot taller and he jokes about him being short and he says he'll they'll be like walking along and he'll um be near the curb of the pavement, he'll be like, Careful, look to help you down. Or when he gets out of bed, he'll say, Oh, look at your little head bobbing along. And then um, the other I start jumping on this like sizeist bandwagon and I sent him a screenshot from do you remember Big Cook, Little Cook on CV? Oh, what, what a TV program legendary with the um the, the little cook his oh my god is that where your names come from just realize little nick big nick little nick no i wish i wish it was something cool i think it was literally because i was small and my name is <laughs> i wish i had like a grand story behind it could we make one up um yeah, i'm sure we can you were traveling around outer mongolia yeah and um <laughs> I haven't thought this through. Well, I thought it um, someone said you... you're quite short. Let's name you Little Nick. <laughs> I and then, and then, and then you... ever since then, that is 
wires and earners. You enjoy the um, budget supermarket brand Lidl, and it's actually Lidl, Nick. <laughs> and it's just been said wrong. Yeah, it's because we're from the Midlands. They they misunderstand us. Yes. There we go. Um, Lidl, Nick. So I've come on today to set the record straight. And it's actually Aldi, Nick. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. Aldi best with the rest of this joke. Shall we move on? Um, so there's another. Is do you work with Little Andy? He's literally just moved on. He moved on in uh, December, but we we worked together for nearly like four years. Yeah, it's so really. Uh, yeah, he's but he's like more wide. He's like really buff. So I actually look little. He kind of is as short as me, but he's more buff. So he doesn't get the little as much. Who came up with the name first? Were you like, hey, I like that name, Little Andy. I'm gonna have that. Oh, one one hundred percent. I stole it from Andy from my tattoo. <laughs> Say that. I was called Little Nick when I was younger. There, but there is a little bit of a story. There was three of us. There was like Big Nick, Medium <laughs> Nick, and Little Nick. But yeah, Little Andy. I think I think when I started tattooing, I think my name might have been on social media just Nickims tattoo, and no one really cared. And then as soon as I changed it to Little Nick, it it, it seemed to work a little bit more. But I definitely stole it from him, so I give him some royalties at some point if I ever make any money. I was fair, like I was lying on a tattoo bed when I met you, but you didn't strike me as being particularly little. Oh, wow. I was lying down. Yeah. <laughs> so you were lying down on a bed and we had the same eyesight. I, 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 uh, yeah. I think, right, <clears throat> I'll be serious for a minute. Men being sure is one of the last things that's like you're allowed to take the piss out of baldness Ooh, still well i fucked this up haven't i but, no do you know what i mean though like everything else is like you know people people <laughs> don't get terrible. shit for their physical appearance that they can't deal with yeah they can't change like blokes being short is still a thing where you know um on dating sites women oh, or men will say no one under five for eight or something like that or five for yeah. ten or whatever you can you, any listeners to this podcast will know you can still take the piss out of people for being bald because that <laughs> happens all the time to me um and people who have little willies as well i feel like they're allowed to be laughed at i know it's unfair, it's but, unfair. but that, that, that i can't think of anything else that's about it isn't it the three yeah. things that mick gets taken the piss out of um this is gonna about? get confusing i'm gonna have to clarify mick with an m <laughs> next oh, people yeah. like if I ever ask anyone to come on the pod that's listened to this one, they'd be like, uh, no, you just absolutely ripped into little dick. So. Yeah. He was small, he had a small dick, and he could have no hair hiding under that hat. That's it. Yeah, who knows what's under that hat? We've been tricked into that before. Nothing. Us girls. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? Uh, five, six, I believe-ish. Oh, I think it's classed as like average, but everyone that works here is taller than me. So, <laughs> cursed, cursed is shorter than me, but everyone else is is pretty much taller than me. You are right there, Mick. Though, like, I have friends who are on dating sites and dated, and they just like they won't even consider anybody under yeah. six foot. But then most of my friends are tall and six foot, mm-hmm. so I sort of understand that. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a bit of an odd one. I've never dated a girl that was taller than me. But um, I, I personally wouldn't have an issue with it, but I assume yeah. that 
a girl would have an issue with me being shorter. Like if I met a girl and she was six foot tall, I would instantly be like, she's not interested because I'd be kissing her nipples. <laughs> well, she might like that. Who yeah, knows? I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you start with that, then <laughs> <Yeah>. see. <laughs> Although don't do a... Yeah. Don't, don't do a beep. Allegedly. Yeah. So, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying allegedly today because um, we realise we can say certain people's names if we say allegedly in front. Doesn't mean you, I still doesn't won't mean say it have, I can't say it really. It doesn't mean that you can say whatever you want and put allegedly before it. Allegedly, because... Mick Tickner has a little toe fetish. Allegedly. But, you yeah, know, don't that is fine. That's fine. You yeah. can say that. You just anyway. Let's not get into that because I feel like it it's takes so dangerous. Up... Yeah, yeah, we could be here a while. That's a that's <laughs> what I like to call um, a joke basket, where you can just say allegedly Mick has, and then say something else, and we could do that forever and ever and ever. But it isn't about my fetishes today. Not today. <laughs> Tomorrow, the next day. I'd like to hear them all the time. There are fetishes. Any well, there's quite a few. Is what it is. Very hey. vanilla. Because he looks like an egg in a nest, he does love an egg as well. Vegan eggs. Goes down I'm, the I'm, egg aisle. You have I'm to resist. Yes, you are a fan of an egg. For I'm a while, a... your Instagram story was full of a perfectly poached egg with a little a little spillage. I've been lacking recently. I've been lacking. I, I need thought to bring that. A... I used to get a lot of hate for it. Like, a lot. You wouldn't really? believe Oh man, people would send me abuse just being like, is all you eat is fucking eggs. Like, <laughs> I really like eggs. Sorry, man. I find I that like weird eggs. when people get eggy when with people <laughs> like showing what they're having for their tea. Yeah. Like someone puts up, I mean, if it looks shit, shit. tell them it's <laughs> shit. But if someone's just made the tea and they're, or they're out and someone goes, oh, I just need a bit of ketchup on that, it'll be good to go. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. I don't want to eat it with ketchup on it. Sorry, yeah. you prick. I'm. I remember seeing a tattooist. They'd put up a screenshot of their of like a DM that had come through because they always put memes on their story, and they yeah, were like, yeah. "I follow you for tattoos, not jokes." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. I love yeah the the entitlement of the the general public so, is there's quite, some, a, quite some something in it. Angry, angry people out there for yes, really, really pointless things i assume it's they've had bad days and then they just fire it at people that are in the public eye <clears throat> maybe because they can't pricks. be that mad you can't be that mad at somebody for eating eggs or posting memes no i know, like, I know and if you were really you just stop day, you just it? say I've, I've had enough of looking at eggs i'm not going to follow them anymore yeah just just unfollow don't yeah. be offended by the yeah, egg you don't need to tell just them telling them. people why you're unfollowing them yeah oh I'm yeah just, Fucking mean, that is. Stop eating fucking eggs. Go away. (laughs) That would be quite entertaining if you got that. You'd probably, you'd wear that like a little badge of honor, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be like, okay, man, I understand. I get it. Yeah. I had someone tell me they were unfollowing me. I think I've mentioned this on here before, but I put up a post back when they said we didn't have to wear masks. And I put a post up saying, I'm still going to wear masks, by the way. And somebody was like, "Uh, unfollowed. (laughs) Okay. If you, if you don't want to wear a mask, then I'm, Probably don't really want to tattoo you anyway, actually. So, <laughs> unless it's a medical reason. Like, I guarantee that person probably didn't even have any tattoos. Like, it can just be like agitated people for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's so, oh, somebody once. Oh my god! The highlight of my Instagram career was when I used to ha- put like a million hashtags and stuff. Before when I actually cared about Instagram and I was trying to get people to see my tattoos and that, I used to put a million hashtags. But I'd copy and paste the same ones. I always used to put hashtag for floral sleeve or something. And somebody commented once, and they were like, "Can you please stop hashtagging floral sleeve because all I see are your tattoos when I follow this hashtag." Oh, <laughs> Sorry for being so prolific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have been so great. Yeah, stop producing such good work. We don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> stop it. He's probably like, oh, those fucking flowers are shit. I'm on here for like pocket watches. Where's little Nick? Yeah, Get his I'll- work on. <laughs> He's not that small. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how many pocket watches do you think you've tattooed in your entire career? Um, early days, a lot. Um, I probably haven't done one for maybe a good four or five years. Um, you were just but... refused. Well, they have sort of passed on a bit now, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's more, more a combination of passed on and a little bit of refusal. I think you're similar in a way that you've reached a point in your career where you can kind of pick and choose between what you would really like to do. And if people are willing to wait, I always said this all along, if I wasn't busy with doing fun stuff, I'd tattoo anything. I'd still be doing tribe. I'd literally do anything. But because there's an abundance of rad ideas, Mm. of course you're going to pick the good ideas. It's nothing personal to the people saying no, but I feel bad refusing, but also on the same respect, I want, I do want to push my work in kind of a certain direction. Um, and I think people get the gist after a while. They've asked a few times. And then if it's like a no, then uh, they kind of get the hint. Plus, it, I'm, I'm, I try my best to push people in other artists' directions that I know would smash it. And they're happy to do it. So, Yeah, I use that excuse. But then I, I don't really get asked for it like pocket watches and stuff now yeah. I used to but I'll just if it's something I really don't want to do I'll go I know someone who's way better they'll do a much better job than me yeah. much better you get a much what nicer get, tattoo what do you get asked for the most that you would say that you have to say no to with your star um the most is like at the moment is probably like red tattoos okay yeah yeah. and like finger tiny little finger things it was um it was I did actually do a lot of pocket watches like but more of like a fine line one I don't really know I do I remember being at a guest spot once and someone was like you do like a real mix of stuff don't you and I was like well do like a mix of subjects but it's it all looks the same because I can't like can't change how it looks but I was like yeah I'm not going to turn something down just because it's not a a peony I want to do a mix of things I was like well you do a mix of stuff as well and she was like well yeah I suppose so mostly flowers it just yeah I don't really know I don't the only stuff I really turn down is if it's a style that's completely different or color just because Mm. my I don't really like color my brain doesn't work in it I don't haven't done it for so long it would be really wank I don't understand how people even approach colour. Um, Same, yeah. Some of the stuff that I see these days is mm. like mind-blowing. Some of the stuff that gets done 
in the studio next to me and I have the opportunity to watch it and I still have no idea. It it hurts my brain to even comprehend how they're doing it. I I think I picked black and grey because it's the way my brain kind of sees things just in tones. So I'd be like, yeah. there's black, there's grey, there's lighter grey, and then there's white. Where, it's interesting because like, we've spoken to people who are the opposite and say they yeah. see these things in colour and they can adapt anything they see into what into light and it's not all like boring co- color theory yeah, yeah. but you know it's not that it's not that deep it's not that mm-hmm. there's not the science behind it it's just that's how their brain sees things and works it out and it's weird because lucy goes oh, i'm completely the opposite i see yeah. color in it don't it get confuses it confuses me but even like when i first started drawing and stuff like really young i had some really great art teachers and i I used to think when I'd um, tattooed, I'd go into realism and do like realism portraits because that's what I always drew. And I never, at school, it was always pencil and charcoal and then further education stuff. I could never, I hated paint. I could never do it. And I did do some paint, but with colour, but just fucking just hated it. Always went back to the um, pencil. Yeah. And like the main when you're like drawing something with a pencil, I or every time I still remember what my art teacher told me when I was like eight, some of the principles of drawing and shading and stuff. And I just think about it all the time, but I can't remember a single thing anyone's ever told me about painting a color, like just didn't care, <laughs> never retained it. Color wheels and Kirsty works here. She paints a lot in oil. And I don't know if you've seen her work online, Kay Pina. Um, her color realism is, ridiculous and like i watch her doing a portrait and she'll put like purple and blue in like skin tones and like what i don't understand how that looks correct if i put blue in a face it would look like that eiffel 65 music video (laughs) i have no idea how you're making that look realistic but it yeah obviously she's uh very very talented in what she does it's mad there's a guy local to me um he worked at Five Keys. Oh, they've oh, just yeah. changed the name. But his name is Birch. And um, when he he was um, Joe Carpenter's apprentice and his he did like pencil portraits. And I've seen one in real life and it's fucking insane. Like oh. incredible. The detail. He did this Harry Potter one and he does like the pause, but all the right. It's just perfect color and just amazing. I just don't, I, don't, get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think it's something you can, I think you can work towards it, but some people have that natural ability. And like you were saying, Mick, about the brain and the way it looks at things and can just go, oh, I'll do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have that. I need that. I need that. I, I have neither. <laughs> I need it. I can draw you a spunking cock or. Yeah. Uh, an ass with a plaster on it, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, thanks. So. That's it. <laughs> you can make some NFTs out of it. It'll be all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long have you been tattooing? Uh, so this year would be 12 years. I keep saying 10 over and over and over and over. And then I realized the other day I was like, no, it's 12. The last two years have <laughs> flown mm. by. So, yes. Yeah, 12 years this year, which feels bizarre to say, like really weird. Is that, um, have you got a tattoo by Danielle on your forearm? Uh, no, that's some old Spider Murphy flash. 
but very similar style. Yeah, I just saw I got distracted by the the lady face. (laughs) (laughs) He stopped in a windmill there. It's distracting. (laughs) Did you always know, like, when you started tattooing, that you didn't? You did you always want to do black and grey? Um, no. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my really early work. It would be yes, I have actually down, but it was like weird color neo trad kind of stuff. Um, and I say I didn't understand color. I still don't, but I had <laughs> a little bit of knowledge where you could, like, I could put basic colors together. I could never do realism, but yeah, I I used to just do things with big bold lines and different line weights and like weird subject matters. I, at one point, I think I used to do a lot of women's faces with like geometric stuff running through them. And then, yeah, I started working with um, Dawny at Painted Lady and she just said I could do whatever I wanted. And I came from a studio where they were very restrictive and they wouldn't be encouraging of trying new things. There was a guy there that did black and grey, so that wasn't to kind of be... Um, you wouldn't touch any of those clients that would come in. And then when I moved to Dawn's, she was just super supportive and just said, is there anything you want, wanted to do? And I, by that point, I discovered that I wanted to do black and grey because it just seemed like something, like you said, from an art point of view, I, used, I always used to draw that way. So um, I kind of like tickled into black and grey for a while, but I just got busy doing Neotrad for maybe like two or three years. And then... I think it changed in popularity. Black and grey made a massive resurgence, didn't it? I think Mm. kind of around the footballer era. And then it was just, I was so stacked with bookings with black and grey. It just kind of pushed everything out of the way then. And then, you know how it goes. You just end up doing your own thing down the line once you've done it long enough. Did you do loads of religious sleeves? Oh, tons, tons. There's, (laughs) There's so much bad religious work walking around my local town because it's because <laughs> I'm a local boy like I I traveled around a, a fair bit but I started out here I moved away a little bit and then I ended up coming back so I, I bump into a lot of them <laughs> and they're always in the studio and I'm like fuck please don't show people that it's so awful <laughs> and they love it as well they're like oh you, you did this like 10 years ago and I'm like man that is awful so bad but they don't know it's awful though do they they they, they still love it and it's their thing right yeah i mean i still love it in a way i do see a lot of them and think oh yeah at that point i thought i was good (laughs) yeah that's your that's your because i know lucy does this same thing as well but it's sort of like a a professional integrity that only you hold yourself at a level for because you know what you can do now yeah so you obviously look back at your old stuff and go that's shit fucking hate it but it isn't Cut your arm off. Yeah. <laughs> we had um, a bloke called uh, Dean Coglin came on, one of our early guests. He's a very funny man. And he said that when people would come in and say, I want a religious sleeve, he'd just say, what religion? And they'd go, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, That's a good question. I'm going to use that in future. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, that good. is a good make one. Some, make some think. Would you just want some rosy beads pr- praying hands and... Yeah. Christ the Redeemer, don't you? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where I work, like when I first started out, I worked with my partner and he taught me to tattoo. And when I, he's had his shop for a long time and he's like, 
known by everybody Tati's entire family is in the local area like he's such a, a good old local boy everyone loves him it's yeah it's lush it's such a lovely community like mm-hmm. we I've known people I just met so many people there that have been getting tattooed every month for like seven years however but loads of his customers would like donate a bit of their skin to me when I was learning or do stuff and then I'll have like my customer in who might have traveled from wherever and then Grant will have a regular in they'll go Lucy did this you know back when she first started out and I'll go no no (laughs) (laughs) like it was a long a long time a long time ago now long time look over here (laughs) eyes on the prize allegedly I did that (laughs) allegedly I'm not sure I did Oh, she says it was me, but it was Lucy with a Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. It's not me. That would be oh, a good God. cover up. Just have the word allegedly written straight over the top of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. What That's can I. I. Oh, my God. I've said that a lot in the last couple of times. I have a tattoo on my arm. So Danielle is doing like a blast over sleeve on my arm at the moment. And one of the things she start that's sort of partly covered is a tattoo on my arm that says a tattoo, which was <laughs> classic. I nice. might suggest to her that we cross it out and put allegedly over it. Allegedly, I mean, it's, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. It was done in someone's like conservatory in Dundee. It's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like, I like it. to say I got a tattoo. What do you get? A tattoo. <laughs> How many times did you say that over the years? Um, four million. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, it happened to me once with um, going back to people coming in and saying, you did this. And I I got into an argument with somebody because he was saying that I did this tattoo and my memory is really good for pieces. I don't know if you're the same. Like I can I can remember people. I can remember what they had. And he was like, you did this. I was like, I was there, but I didn't do it. And he was like, you did 100 percent. And I was like, mate, like it's getting weird now that you keep saying I did it. I didn't do it. And it wasn't that it was bad. He wouldn't drop it. He just kept saying, you did do it, though. And I was like, my old boss did it. I was sat there watching. And he was like, nah, mate, you definitely did it. And I was like, fuck off. So <laughs> just leave it. Just leave yeah. it. It's also in that situation. There's it's no way you're going to go, maybe I did do it. Yeah. You're already saying oh. I haven't done it 10 times. You know, just yeah. saying yeah. you did. I think oh, you're yeah. right, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. Cool. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Can't, can't wait to do more of the same. Do you want another one? No. Can't wait, okay. wait to watch you have more of the same in a minute. <laughs> um so we Dawny, a painting lady, we have to get her on. She is like the like the absolute tattoo mother. The people that have worked in her shop, it's like a, a who's who of the tattoo world. <laughs> she's, the, she's the mother Teresa of tattooing. One hundred percent. Um, she, can you put in a good word for us? Oh, one, yeah, I'll, I'll ask her one hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know whether she'll listen to me. She, she's um, super, super kind and really giving. So I imagine coming on would she wouldn't mind at all. But um, yeah, getting her to do things. She's quite busy. She's really busy outside of tattooing. She does. I don't know if you followed her um, social media with like her her little Hobbit house. She's got like a really cute house that she, I've never met anybody that spends so much time on making their house look amazing. Like her house is ridiculous. So like if you can get five minutes out of her, that would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, 
she's so busy she's super productive I've, I've never met anybody as well that's so productive outside of tattooing like she does her arts and crafts and stuff she sells tons of her prints and her paintings like i said she's always doing her hobbit house stuff um she's a really keen gardener as well so like she's constantly super 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 busy i, I always when i'm around dawn i feel really embarrassed that she'd be like what have you been up to i'm like sitting in my pants yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean sort of in awe of anyone who's who's got that drive it's like when i was young my my dad used to direct plays <clears throat> excuse me used to direct plays and stuff and my mum was a whatever they're called like the head of a brownie pack oh yeah so if they weren't and they both they're both brownies. both teachers as well so they work full time then if they weren't actually doing something with their these groups that they were with they were preparing for what they were doing and i just thought everyone did that everyone's mum and dad were like the football coach or you know the cricket <laughs> whatever or they did the band in the village or whatever but now I'm now I'm their age when I was little and I just think I work and then I sit down yeah I, 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 it blows my mind how productive yeah. being like like you said like our parents like my dad had like a professional football career as well as raising kids and he played cricket to like a super high level they were both had like full time jobs, and I'm like you said, I struggle to work and then do anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. And eat Doritos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you're really really good at that. Doing <laughs> fuck all is probably the one thing I truly excel at. Yeah 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 yeah. It's that's a skill in itself. So I'll yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Agreed. We were saying um, before recording, I was just talking about how I've been redecorating my um, spare room, turning it into a dress room. And so in the last week, I've been doing it. And every night I've been coming home and doing a bit of painting or doing something. And last night, I think, was the first night that I couldn't do anymore because I painted the floor. So I literally couldn't physically go back in the room. And I sat down and watched TV. And I was like, God, this is the first time I've done this all week. I've done so much this week because I've not watched any TV. No. Maybe, maybe I should not watch as much as much TV. Actually, <laughs> I got so much more done, and I got up early the other day as well and painted the floor before even going to work. And I was like, "God, look at this! I've done a whole day's job just before going to my actual job." <laughs> it's impressive. Like I, I really struggle to do that kind of stuff outside of work hours. If it's not work, I'll happily sit and watch TV. And that was the dream in lockdown. That was lush for having oh, the time yeah. to do that. Because I'm super busy as well. Like I'm a really busy person. I always have too many extracurricular activities. Yeah. And it just um and when I get a chance to chill, I'm like, ah, oh, this is Do you lush. feel guilty a little bit when you when you do do fuck all? You go, oh, I've got something yeah. I should be doing something here. Cause I, I think I've always got something I should be I, doing. I know people like that who and I'm almost like, just fucking will you sit down? Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> Just sit down, just go and have a nice, have an early night, have a bath, go on a day. And they're like, no, I better get ahead of this. Like, get ahead of it. <laughs> I spent my whole life catching up on stuff. I do like to sit and chill and watch TV and stuff. And I love an early night. If I can go to bed before nine o'clock, oh, that is an, a real treat. But I do feel guilty because there's always something I could be doing. There's always just like a, there's, well, as a tattooist, there is always drawing that I could be doing. Yeah. So that's you the main thing constantly constantly doing it in your spare time you i think um you need to force yourself to be a, a smidge lazy every now and again because otherwise you drive yourself mad like i don't you know you see those people online and they're like you gotta grind 24 hours a day if you want to be successful you gotta do this you gotta wake up early i'm like fuck off 
eight o'clock in the morning and I can barely get out of bed. Just calm down. Yeah, we've I all find got the same people... twenty-four hours in a day. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jesus, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we have. <laughs> Do you the same twenty-four hours in a day because I don't. My days seem to fly by. I don't have 24 hours in a day. It's a lie. Yeah, I agree. Do you do your drawing in the evenings or do you draw before your appointments? I presume you probably do you mostly just do day things. Yeah, so pretty much just at a point now where I do do day things. That's not good English, is it? Do do. Um, do do. Yeah, I do oh. do. But um, yeah, it's mainly, mainly day things. So it, it just depends what I've got in that week. If it's something continuing, um, and it's already in my head or I've already designed it, I can have an evening off. Um, I'd probably say most of the stuff, I'll mock it up on the evening and then I'll tighten it up in the morning because I'll get up early and then get to the studio, do some bits and bobs, tighten it up. Because I don't, I'm quite lucky. I don't, I don't know if you're the same. I, I don't start till 11. So I've got quite a nice morning to have a coffee and sit down, pop an egg. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you finish? That's that's the bit that depends what I'm going to do the next day because if I finish at six, um, I can do something on the evening. But wow, it's pre-lockdown, I would probably be finishing about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Just silly hours. I was I don't know why I got it in my head that I needed to like get stuff finished and I needed to really get like so I could move on with pieces and chop through my waiting list. Um, but lockdown kind of taught me that it doesn't really matter whatever speed I go at, it's all going to get done at some point. So I've not been strict with myself. I've just actually found myself finishing at six this year and the intermittent times when we've been working through the lockdowns. Um, I've actually been finishing at six and seeing what an evening looks like, which is quite nice. That is nice. Yeah. Did you just sort of reevaluate that when you went back because I think I know Lisa you did and a lot of people we've had on have said I was doing too much now like dropping a day and all that sort of stuff just making you take stock and realize there's more about than just doing work yeah man I think I just burnt myself out and that's something that Dawn always said to me she she always said like you'll burn yourself out because I do silly hours and the kind of stubbornness in me was like no I won't I feel fine but I hit 30 and then 31 then 32 and then it's hit me like a brick wall like I've slowed down so much um I can't do big sessions anymore like anything past six o'clock is crazy for me these days um and I think lockdown did have a a lot to do with that just like you said a a re-evaluation of kind of what's important and I think burning yourself out that bad it just doesn't really end very well because you then you'd have to have time off work and then Mm. you're back to square so if my biggest advice to people would just be slow down yeah do you not have like trouble with your back or your hands or anything like that no I'm quite lucky I think um touch wood um I haven't had any issues yet I made the move to rotaries quite early on so I think that's obviously saved my hands and gives you a few extra years um and I'm quite conscious of my posture when I'm tattering these days because I did used to just (laughs) um but no touch wood I've been quite good I've I've tried to implement exercise as well into my life which has been another big change because I never really bothered doing anything um so I think that's helping definitely stretching and all the things that people tell you to do and you put off for years (laughs) I was like shut up man none of that makes any sense and then I started doing it and I was like 
oh, I actually feel all right. This is quite nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that's adding maybe a little bit of extra time on. Do you, do you struggle with like hands and back or? Yeah, real bad. Like I've got carpal tunnel in my hands. And the um, pardon? The dreaded carpal tunnel. Yeah, it's fucked. And it, it's got worse. Like I've started riding a motorbike. I've got a Harley, so it's really vibrate so when I, after I've ridden, the next day my hands will be fucked. And I know tomorrow I'm going to really struggle because I've been painting today and that will uh, come up as well. What's so, it like? Is it just like normal pain or both? Or It's a bit of both. It's mostly like the way it affects me at work, though, is my hands are going numb. So if I'm tattooing, like holding a machine, it will go so numb that I'm at risk if I if I don't hang my hands down let the blood go back to them I could like drop the machine or just lose the grip um but also it goes like it depends if it's a bad day they'll be really painful as well but I just have to have more regular breaks I just have to stop and physically hang my hands down and um when it's bad as well it will like wake me up in the night and um with like numbness and and pain yeah it's really annoying really annoying for that yeah you can have steroid injections in your elbows but apparently that it's more of like a really short-term fix so you can't have many but they might help for a week and then it goes back to it being awful um and the long-term fix is you can have an operation where they basically so it's like a trap nerve in the sort of base of your palm Mm -hmm. and so they like cut open into the palm down onto like the wrist and they do something with the nerve um but the down like the recovery time is quite savage yeah. you have to have you can't use your hand for like four or six weeks oh sure yeah so you have to start taking it a bit more easy and chilling with it um yeah <laughs> that's what I should do it's like just everything else I mean it had got better because I've not been riding the bike as much but now yeah the, the painting so I, I know what triggers it now but it doesn't stop me from like doing it it just fucks me up (laughs) I should really get like I should get it done but I just have to plan ahead and um and I don't want to do it either (laughs) you want to ride a Harley so I know it does make me look so cool so that's it (laughs) just past her well, she's just trying to get her full license. I think she's done a mod one. And she, oh. she did, did mention that you had a Harley. And she's like, Who's she's this? Uh, Stephanie Melbourne, who works at ours. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she, she really, I can see her on a Harley soon. She's desperate to get on a bike. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, the mod one is a fun. Have you got a bike license or anything? I haven't. Uh, I, can, I can ride a bike, but I haven't got a license. Um, it's something I definitely want to do this year. I've been talking and talking and talking. Oh, do it. And, uh, we need to get like a best. big crew of all, all the tattooers on bikes just cruising oh around. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever done. It brings me so much joy. Oh, amazing. Just, what Carly have you got? I've just got a Sportster. It's an 883. It's like, it's like the smallest sort of girls Harley you can get really. But it's, um, it was just a start because like when you learn, you want such a light, agile bike and Harley is a, my Harley is literally like three times as heavy as when I was learning on. So it's a great starter. But my other half's got a breakout, which is like twice as big as mine. And I went on that and I was like, fuck yes. So now yeah. I want a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, 
the one I've got, we're just doing like a few bits to it, make it a bit cooler. And then I think I'm just going to try and save and get an additional one. Because oh, nice. I, I love this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is awesome. I went out New Year's Day and I just I just smile the whole time. It's, I can't describe like it's exhilarating. It's just awesome. It's just you're literally just by yourself. And there's so many things you don't think about when you're in a car. Like you can look around, you smell everything. You smell the yeah. grass and like the shit and <laughs> the right <laughs> but eyes oh. in the face yeah <laughs> yeah picking them out of your teeth because you've been smiling too much yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah i love it i documented my journey like on the pod quite a lot because i was having so many lessons and doing my test and that and it was awesome but yeah the mod one like that's definitely the hardest part she'll if she crazy, then. did all right in that the mod two is piece piece sort oh, of man. <laughs> yeah oh yeah you should definitely do it it's the best yeah i need to look into it this year i need to stop talking about it because i think steph's gonna push me to do it as well because she'll pull up on a bike and i'll just be super jealous yeah everyone's jealous everyone's yeah. jealous of a harley as well and when you like get off and they realize you're a girl for a petrol station they're like oh <laughs> men don't really like it in some occasions it's quite funny what, what? Did, why not? Because I don't think just, you're a woman, so you you haven't earned the right to pay Harley because you haven't got a, yeah, I I don't have so. a human dick. You can't I like, that. Yeah. <laughs> I got off once. I was just at um, a little local petrol station. There were a couple of guys on um, on Harleys in front of me and they pulled off. They, they got off and I got off. And they sort of, they just, I don't know, I said something to them. It was when, during the fuel crisis and I said something to them and they just sort of like, just blank me whereas normally if you're on a bike you always nod at other bikers you're like yeah, hey yeah. harley's way yeah. um so if i was a bloke they absolutely would have been yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they were just like oh but and people always go they'll say to me as well oh if they don't know i've got a harley they're like oh you should get a harley now I'm like, I've, I've got one actually like, oh have you that's nice <laughs> yeah you can't sound of a harley to be fair that is i think what uh would make me want to get one when you hear yeah. one from, and somebody pull off on one it's so yeah. yeah mine is so loud it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's so loud it's probably it's louder than most of my friends big big harleys as well it's just um it's gnarly it's great <laughs> i hate it i'd ban it yeah, yeah. yeah. mick hates 50, a loud 50 cc's max that's all you need <laughs> then it's like me. yeah but at least it doesn't make you fall over i fell over once i was um <clears throat> Croatia and there was a um uh you, you know like a cruise liner ship yeah yeah it was one of them and it was we were right in the like in the bay in um split or dubrovnik can't remember bad bad traveler but it was just and i was like fucking hell that is massive that's the biggest boat i've ever seen and then one came in the day after that was bigger and i was just walking to get a coffee and it went <laughs> And it was so loud that it put me and this other bloke on our knees. It, like, it, we were like, fucking hell. It, like, honestly, it sh- nearly shook my head off. I don't know if it was like, I like to think it was really early. I'd like to think it was like two blokes on the control phone. So like, should we do the, do, do the horny thing now? Got those two blokes. If you're not going both, both over, I'll give you five. <laughs> ah, yeah, got them both. You owe me a tenner. Yeah. I remember once Grant and I were he's got a he's got a focus ST and we went it pops and bangs like backfires all the time. And we would um I was used to make if I drive it or drive his Mercedes, I'll try and like make, make it, it pop and bang, especially go for a tunnel, it's fun. 
Anyway, once we were on like a little country road and we he overtook a cyclist, but just he didn't do it on purpose. He just <laughs> just took his foot off the gas <laughs> and it popped as he went past the cyclist. Oh, no. oh, God. He didn't fall over. Oh, it was a definite wobble and oh, I was crying absolutely crying with love to this poor man absolutely shit like fucking hell oh my god I moved to Suffolk because I thought it was safe <laughs> gangster as fucking Suffolk <laughs> he's fucking chows in an ST like Jesus yeah. Christ to be fair that is one of the worst things that happens, I think, being in the town from where you're from as well, when people bib their horn at you, it always makes me jump. No matter, <laughs> like, I'm, you can't help. Someone did it to me earlier. I was walking through the car park. I was maybe a foot away from his car and he bibbed me and I just, yeah, just nearly threw my drink everywhere. And he was like, oh, mate. I'm like, why didn't you just say hello? Yeah, you could just wear the window down, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, people, do, people do it when I don't know if you get it with your shop. People beep when they go past our shop to say hello. I'm like, I'm inside. I don't know <laughs> who you are. Strange people. One of our mates, every time he is a plasterer and he's just been working at the village um, just along for where Grant lives the last couple of weeks or couple of months. And uh, last time I stayed over, he somebody beeps at like 7 30 in the morning. Grant's like, that's Craig. <laughs> like, does he do it every day? Every day. 7.30 every day <laughs> just in what, case it, it gives a little too as he drives past Grant's yeah, house just past the house beep, beep. That's, that's that's like I don't know if there's one of those things where like serial killers and they do almost like serial killer bingo yeah of like what did he do I oh, had an absent father his mother was an alcoholic he killed the family pet he used to beep as he drove past his friend's house <laughs> in the morning tick yeah, tick tick flag. maniac 100 flag yeah on a bit of a tangent his sister-in-law was in getting tattooed the other day and she was just one of those lush really bubbly chatty people and um, Grant sort of moved the bed and she went oh this is an agile bed but you can do some fun stuff on this couldn't you oh god <laughs> uh, yeah like lie down for a time yeah. <laughs> yeah you can lie on your back you can lie on your front you can have your yeah. leg up you can have your leg down it's pretty 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 neat actually. yeah it's like a transformer benefits of a tattoo no massage oh, bed here. Bed. Yeah. Oh, swanky. Yeah, they're awesome. They nice. are good. I used one at um, Wiley's for the first time when we were doing that like mini convention. And oh, it, yeah. It is really, really nice. I had to say to my guys, like, if you come get tattooed at my shop, please don't tell people that you lay on this because they'll all want them. <laughs> <laughs> so do you just use, what do you use at your shop? Uh, just massage beds, but we're kind of, we've all made a decision this year that I think we're going to get some new ones, but I'm in an iron on what to get because the tattoo ones are really nice, but they're a little bit cumbersome for our shop because we move stuff around a fair bit. I remember I got, when I got tattooed by Mitch, um, he had like a massage bed, but it was really thick and it was uh, like memory foam. That's one of the comfiest beds I've ever laid on. So I've got to ask him, maybe tap him up for his hookup on the massage beds. If he'll share that info with me. <laughs> I'm sure with the Tat Soul ones, there's an option to put wheels on. Oh, okay. Or is it, or it might be the T-Tech ones. There is one <laughs> you can definitely put. The Tat Soul ones are really handy because I always sort of forget about the functionality of them. And you can literally like lower one leg. No way. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can lower one leg down. <laughs> yeah. And it really, 
more. I like that you can raise it up and down. Whereas if I'm on a guest spot, I'm just using like a massage table. I'm like, well, that's that's the height it is. That's it then. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have to go around all four legs. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially doing like arms and stuff. We can literally, it's just comfortable for people. Just literally sit up. Yeah, the, the massage beds, they become a little bit like a, a wooden table in the end. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they're very for long. I was thinking I'm going to go straight through them as well. Like, fucking hate getting tattooed on them. Yeah. And people seem to get on them in a weird way. They always get on in the middle, the weakest part of the bed. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kneel on this. Like, that's a really bad idea, mate. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Straight through it. It's <laughs> another one done. I always try and say to me, even with the tattoo ones, even though they're really heavy, there's still the potential for them to tip. Or if people yeah. sit on the end of like the legs, they can bend the springs and stuff. So I'm always like every day, every customer, like just get on in the middle. Like, yeah. <laughs> get That's off here. Yeah. They, they look at you like, I know how to use a fucking chair, mate. Yeah. But they don't. No That's one, every cool. single customer's like, God, how do you get on this? I'm, I always say, I'm like, well, how do you get into bed? Yeah. <laughs> What do you do? Like, go to go to bed, like, oh, this way, knee first. Shall I go? Them phones pissed. That's what happens. A little bit, a little bit of nerves, probably from them thinking, oh, don't know what to do. Do you ever get those people when you put like a stencil on somebody's front or something, and then you'd be like, yeah, so if you just lie on your back, and then they get on their front, and you're like, yes, what's going on? Are you just lying down, or like, I need to? I had that the other day. So, like bless them like you said me is definitely but like the, the thought process to go like right i'm getting my front done cool i need to lie on my front because makes a good plan i know i can't help but take the piss it's who i am the other day yeah. i was tattooed i sent on somebody's bum or something and she just laid in the other like just completely the wrong way around i was like she the her bum the side i needed to tattoo was right up, up against the perspex screen and i was like how do you think I'm going to tattoo you like this? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to lie here with my pants down. That's what I was doing. It's one thing that I always do when I'm, so I'm stood normally and the tattooer says, okay, now just stand normally. And then I go, I can't. Yeah. Or start swaying around. Yeah. I don't know. Just, someone's doing something. So this is how I stand. Yes. Stand normally. Okay. What well, I'm not. I'm not standing normally, so I must change. What am I doing wrong? And then I just, I don't know, just point a toe or something. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> yeah. I saw a funny meme. I can't remember who did it. That was that. And it was like, a, put the stencil on, stand normally. And it was a picture of someone just about just to do like a triple sal cow on the um, ice skating <laughs> rink with arms, all arms and legs out in different directions. Very funny. Oh, that's just everyone isn't it and like when um you're trying to put a stencil on somebody and they're like shuffling around it's a bit like when you think the police are following you you start swerving all over the road behaving really weird for no reason like (laughs) i always think i'm guilty of something and when the police are behind me i've done nothing wrong i'm like oh my god is is there drugs in my pocket no why would there be drugs in my pocket okay well uh maybe i'm speeding no you're not speeding okay maybe i should oh i've nearly hit a car oh no i've been on the other side of the road now now they're definitely going to pull me over do you ever do that thing when there's a police car behind you and you start thinking like when was the last time you went in the boot there could have been a body in there for days someone could have put something in there you don't know what's in there i did never yeah i do that all the time there's a rose behind me I never think there's a body in my boot. Well, no, I know there isn't one, but I'm thinking, what if someone's put one there? What if someone's put anything in there? I don't know why they would. 
it's just what happens and then you start it's swaying that's a red that's flag what comes from living yeah that's a big red flag that's that's, that's a red all flag the, all the dead on a goose egg all the dead babies i put in my boot as well De- oh we've escalated <laughs> have you done any other tattoo podcasts um, I did one during lockdown with Jordan Croak and Andy Wharton. Was it shit? Is it spare? Don't, you, know, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> Whoa, and- I mean, there was some hesitation there. The correct thing to say is, yeah, obviously this is the best podcast I've ever done. You guys are the best people. The best podcast I've ever done. Thanks. Thank you. Did I do another Oh no, I didn't do one that was a tattoo one. Um, he was a, a client of mine. He started just doing a pod t- uh, podcast on artists and um, like different kind of mediums and people doing different. There was musicians and like creative people. Um, so we did one with him. That was really fun. I don't know if I've done any more off the top of my head. The last couple of years have just been a bit of a blur. So yeah. What did you but, do during lockdown apart from obviously doing? Um, I did a lot of edibles at one point. <laughs> oh, was that the um, cold press gummies? Yeah, I, d- I did a lot of edibles at one point. Uh, that was quite fun. Uh, I raised a puppy. That was oh, fun. Nice oh, what variety? Uh, he's a Shiba Inu. Ooh. <gasps> Is that yeah. what? My, neighb- my neighbour's got some of these. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And my neighbour's um, personalised plate on her... Oh, yeah. Um, Peugeot 306 says Shibu. Oh, I'll show you a picture of him. I've got him in my station. Oh, uh, yes, please. So that's his friend Kendrick. That's Kirsten. He's black. And yeah. he's the little one that looks like a cat. Oh, Love it. I didn't really... I thought they only came in like a sort of tan. Yeah, I think... They're foxy colours normally, aren't they? Normally like a red one, yeah. a black tan. And then I think there's like a sesame coloured one. But... Um, oh, yeah, they're fun little dogs. We got him just before the lockdown, the day of the lockdown, um, when Boris said we weren't allowed to do anything and everyone was panicking. And I genuinely thought, like, motorways were going to be closed. And so I messaged the lady that had him and said, can I come and get him early? I think I got him at uh, eight weeks. We were supposed to get him at 10 weeks. Right. Um, so I I was so worried about getting stuck and not having him with us during lockdown. So. Aww. I drove to Huddersfield from Birmingham at quarter to 11 at night. <laughs> Picked him up at like two in the morning. She stayed up, bless her, gave me all his stuff. And then when I drove home, he wouldn't sit in the car seat. So he sat on my lap the whole oh, drive. Home and oh. just all over me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> driving home, calling, calling my girlfriend and just being like, he's pissed all over me. <laughs> What a great start. <laughs> yeah, pretty covered in piss, but I don't, know to, I don't know what to do, so I'll just keep driving. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Ian. <laughs> Ian. Oh, I remember this. I've that seen Ian, name. and I always think that is such a good name. We've said it on here, we've said it on here before, but my, the, where my mum and dad lived when I grew up, there's um, a house at the back, and she had two, two cats called Malcolm and Dennis. And... <laughs> Whenever she used to go out and Malcolm Dennis, we always used to pretend that she was calling in a couple of her drunk uncles back from the pub. Come on, Malcolm. Just fucking what just they are superb names, and Ian is right up there. 
I think, uh, yeah, it's just something about a human name for an animal or not even a human name, just a funny name for an animal. It's, it's just fun. And like it makes them so it gives them that perfect personality. Oh, yeah. Ian is so Ian, good. 100%. He's like Ian Beagle from. <laughs> Did you have to fight with your girlfriend to name him Ian? No, we both agreed it was a really good name. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good name. Yeah, what should we call him? Uh, he looks like an Ian. Yeah, cool. We'll call him that. So when we spoke to the lady, she would um, obviously. <laughs> Call him his name, as Toby would get used to it <laughs> before we picked him up. But she had such an issue with it. She was always like, she was like, Do you, are you sure you want to call him Ian? And I was like, yeah, that's his name. And she was like, so she'd send us videos of him, like, with his little puppy friends, and she'd be like, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so, there's Ian. Ian, and he just wouldn't listen because it's a ridiculous name for a dog. <laughs> I love that. That's that's interesting that, that, that if there are, I'm assuming that's sort of, good breeder behavior to get yeah if they're if they're assholes and they're just doing it for the money they're not gonna be behaving like that but i just yeah. love that so you could get like a little pomeranian yeah she was class to be fair yeah so you get like a little pomeranian saying what do you want to call what do you want to call we've been calling her fluffkins you go i want to call her um unicron destroyer of worlds please <laughs> Yeah, Unicron, and it has to be Unicron Destroyer of Worlds, not even Unicron for short. The full name, please. Yeah. It's like the pedigree name. Yeah. I'd feel comfortable if you didn't use that name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think I don't think that the, the dog will get a start off right if you don't call him Unicron Destroyer of Worlds. Are we were thinking that or anal cunt? We're up to you, which one? Anal cunt. That's <laughs> a personal favourite. I'll keep that in the um um. I was, <laughs> I was going to say in the way. <laughs> I saw your mouth get. I'll keep that in the old. Oh no, I don't mean that, do I? Because I was going to say, if I ever have any more children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've gone for Ian or Amy. <laughs> anyway, um, the church tattoo. How long have you been there? We an actual question. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. We'll do an actual we'll question go from, for a bit. Anal cunt to the church. Great. Um, it's an easy transition. Uh, in the Catholic church. But anyway, yeah. and, and we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not getting into that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so we've been open for five years this year. Um, well, just, just gone. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Like I said earlier about how long we've been tattooing, it's weird to think that we've been open yeah. for five years. Like, it feels like yesterday we were just setting up. It's really, really weird. Um, but five great years, like I've absolutely loved every second of it. It's been so much fun to own a studio and meet tons of cool people, have loads of great guest artists come through. Like it's been an experience that I don't think you can replicate until sometimes you do your own thing. Not that having your own thing has to be the be all and end all, but that experience of like, Seeing people happy in here is one of my favourite things. Like when I come in oh. in the morning and everyone's absolutely buzzing, it's yeah. such a good atmosphere because that picks me up. I think I'm quite a, a person that, dependent on the mood that I'm around, that can affect me sometimes. So, like, I'm so grateful that everyone in here is super happy, like, super creative. I think it's pushed my work being around these people as well. Like the last five years, I think my work's got, loads better just based on the people i've been around 
So yeah, it's been good, man. Oh, who have you got working there? So currently there's me, um, Jeff Shaw, uh, Stephanie Melbourne, Kirsten and Matt OG. But um, we did have Andy, but he's obviously just moved on to do his own thing. Um, I think Stephanie um, has guested at Origin as well, which is why I work yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. And um, I've heard so many lush things. They all love her and say she's just like one of the best humans. We have to, that's another person we need to get on the pod. Oh, I'm just going to, if she's learning to ride a bike, I'm just going to make her my friend, actually. <laughs> it sounds like somebody I'd like. Yeah, she'd love that. She's great, man. <laughs> the, every, everyone here is 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 top notch. Like, I, I, th- I feel very lucky, I think, in tattooing especially. Well, I suppose it's in any industry. It's it's hard to get a good group of people together. Sometimes you can have people that might pull in a different direction, but everyone here is completely on the same wavelength and there's no arguments. It's It's been great and it's really, really good. And Steph, Steph's like super top notch. Her, her work's unbelievable. They all are. Oh, like, I can't speak highly of everybody here, like highly enough. Like they all kill it. Um, I'm really proud to kind of be around them every day at the moment. Have you, has it taken you a while to get to this awesome place or have you had to go through like some bad people before you get to this? Yeah, I think we've we've definitely had some like ups and downs. I think that happens with a lot of shops and I I think it's kind of, everything can't be perfect all the time. Um, We've had some people that we've kind of fallen out with over the years, but like, I'd like to think we try to, end things well if things move on um i think that's one thing i took from my old studio that you should never really try to burn your bridges kind of thing but we have had we've had some muppets over the years but i would say 90 percent, 95 percent of them have been great and i really can't grumble even with the bad sometimes good things can come out of the bad where you can maybe i didn't see things from a certain situation and i would have done things slightly differently or so like there's learning still to be taken from it, but yeah, I'm I'm very lucky. I don't want to use the word blessed because I feel like everybody says that these days, like I'm so blessed. But <laughs> I feel that way with having these guys around me. Like I I feel really lucky that I get to have a good day every day. It's really, really like a lucky thing to have. Yeah, you can't you can't put price on that when I've worked in nice places and worked in shit places and you don't appreciate the good places until you've had been in a bit of a a bad one so yeah for sure man and i've i've worked in a couple of bad tattoo studios with some right muppets over the years and i just tried to take those experiences and also the good experiences from like dorney shop and try and kind of merge them so like take the bad and be like right we'll never treat people like that but here's all the good stuff we can do we'll maybe try and approach it from that way i think it just makes for a nice environment like day-to-day life can be quite hard can't it and like especially when it's your work life it's somewhere Mm. where you spend so much fucking time with all these people they essentially become your family because you spend probably more time with them than your family so it's good to have a space where everyone's just cool gets on and everyone's work progresses crazy amounts, I think, when there's a good environment. Like in, in the bad environments, if I've ever worked anywhere bad, my work just went stale because if you're not in a good frame of mind, you're not going to be putting out your best work, are you? 
yeah that's that's so true um I have two questions remind me to come back to um you again Nick but Mick I've got a few you like we always speak to tattooists obviously it's a tattoo mm-hmm. podcast but we all absolutely love our job I don't think we've we've never yeah. had anyone on here who doesn't absolutely love it live for it really live for it does it make you think having a normal job <laughs> does it make you think like you wish you loved it um I think I don't hate my job I don't think I've ever ever been in a job where I've actually hated it I've worked in bad places with bad practices but never really affected me but I do think I'm jealous but it's not like I'm more jealous of people who are better at cricket than me because I was (laughs) am good at cricket and I there's things I could do that would make me better at cricket but I don't do them and that annoys me because I'm lazy but I can't draw I've never been good at drawing or painting so it doesn't it, it, jealousy is not is the wrong word. Uh, it's, it's it's an awe again of being in awe of someone who's clever, someone who's talented, someone who can do these wonderful things as well. Makes me go, "Wow, you're cool." But it's, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make me <clears throat> jealous, but it does make me sort of think I should have tried harder at school and done something I enjoy rather than just putting my finger up my bum and seeing who wants to pay me for it. It's absolutely never too late. And actually, I'm. I'm in awe of your technical skills, seeing as you do all of the editing. I've got absolutely no clue. If you okay. died tomorrow, oh, this would be fun to this podcast. Nick, you'd have to change your name <laughs> to Mick and learn how to edit. Yeah. yeah. It's, as um, easy, it's, it's as easy as that. Yeah. I, I, I'm, again, I think it's easy to say from your point of view that you're in awe of us. But like Lucy said, we there's certain things that we can't do that wouldn't, I, I have no technical ability. I would never be able to do half the things you do well then you're not going to be my next host i guess so thanks very much i have to look another somewhere one. else maybe so you're just desperate to get rid of me and everyone keeps saying they can't do and you're like fuck i have to do another Are episode they? now and hopefully they what, can <laughs> what i'd really love for this podcast would be for it to be funny for me to have another funny host that'd be good dream isn't it allegedly allegedly um back to that is my question before i forget was you mentioned earlier that you I'd, trying to like push your tattoos in a certain direction what would be what sort of direction do you want to be where do you hope your tattoos would be in the, in the next couple of years hmm. I, I'm, I think I'm at a crossroads with my work at the moment where I'm unsure where it's going to go but I'm I'm also very open to kind of seeing where it will go so I don't particularly before I think I've kind of had a bit of a vision of kind of want what I wanted it to look like but I think I'm at a, a point where I think I might start mixing in some like neo-traditional stuff and maybe not necessarily color, but just something different. I think my work needs something different. So I'm not pumping out the same sort of stuff. I think it would be good for me to have like a little bit of an artistic change, nothing too drastic, but um, I definitely think in the future, you'll maybe see a little bit of a change in my work. Just got to pull my finger out and stop being lazy. Don't we all? Um, The only question that I told you we're going to ask, the one that I've given you to prep, I gave you a whole hour actually, is if you're on what was that? That's more than most people get. (laughs) That is more than most. Um, If you're on a desert island, which three tattooists would you want to be with? I hope you put a lot of thought into it. 
It's a really tough question because I would, my brain would look at it from a um, practical point of view. I'd be like, who am I going to be stuck with that's going to keep me alive? That <laughs> yes. was but also it entertaining. So I was trying to take into like an account from who would I like to learn from and kind of maybe a bit more like a grandfathery figure in tattooing. So I figured the first person would be Philip Lou. Wow, so yeah. He's like my all-time tattoo idol. Like he's one of the reasons I got into tattooing. Everything he does or has done is ridiculous. And yeah. I really think like I'd like to pluck some knowledge from his brain. So I think yes. having having him on a desert island would be – and he just seems like a crazy character. Like he'd be – I imagine he's got some crazy stories and – I just want to hear every single one of them. So having some time with him would be cool. Um, the second person went fully practical would have been Jack Connolly because I know he does a lot of like living out in the woods and camping and he can like whittle stuff and start fighting. Yeah, so like he's always just doing rad stuff on his stories and kind of like it seems like he camps a lot and cooks out in the in the wild and makes like cups out of wood and shit so i was like jack would be number two because he would keep us alive and (laughs) make stuff and then um i figured if we're on a a desert island we're gonna get bored so we need someone to entertain us so i was thinking maybe uh will sparling oh my god yeah you don't need a tv when will's around I don't know Will personally, but I wish I did. Like I stalk his Instagram because he makes me, I've stood, (laughs) this is going to sound really stalky. I've stood next to him at a convention once and he was chatting to somebody behind a table and I literally was like, you're the funniest person I've ever stood next to. (laughs) Will is one of the funniest people. I would definitely recommend having him on the podcast. It's, he's uh, got some insane stories and He's someone super fun to be around when he comes to the studio or when I'm around him and stuff is um, something funny always happens. Like it's regard, you know, just those people that exist yeah. where funny shit seems to happen to them all the fucking time. He's just, <laughs> he's like a ball of energy as well. He's just like always about to explode. Like I got a care package from him the other day and it was a, uh, some some curry sauce that he'd made uh, with like 13 onions in it because I tried to make him a curry once and the recipe said use something like 12 onions and I remember cooking it for him and it was fucking disgusting and he was trying to bring it to life and he was like no no it's fine I was like mate it said use 12 onions but it's fucking disgusting it just tastes like a imagine just cooking 12 onions that's what it, <laughs> it tastes like a curry in the slightest it was fucking horrible so he made curry sauce with loads of onions in and sent me a batch of it, and it was amazing. He's super good cooking as well, so he would be another good one to have on a desert island for cooking. He's really, really good. That is such a good mixture of people. Yeah, so I think I'd have those three, and then if I couldn't have those three, I'd probably have the three girls from the shop because I get on with them really well, and it'd be Aww. easy. They'll be happy to know that they're your backup. Yeah, wow. To be fair, we'd all die real quick, though. (laughs) Yes, and cursed are super clumsy. Anything we put together would be broken immediately. And (laughs) Steph would just shout at me about stuff because her name in the shop is Top Dog because we always joke that it's not really my shop, it's more Steph's shop. 
So um, I think she'd boss us around and then we'd all die. <laughs> it's a good way to go, though. Got bossed around, yeah. then I died. Yeah. <laughs> just in the corner, covered in broken like shelter, just giving it. I would stick with your first three. Yeah, uh, they That's... seem more of a solid choice to survive. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, it's. I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. It's been really awesome chatting to you. Um, I really, yeah, really appreciate you coming on. I've we've wanted to have you on for ages and I knew that you were going to be at um, Wolf and Arrow. So I was like hanging in there to ask you in person because I don't get the opportunity to do that very much. And then I feel like people can say no easier in person as well. <laughs> Forced then. Like you said, you had a knife, so I couldn't really say no. I did have a knife. Yeah. And I was holding it against Daryl as well because <laughs> I was like, if you tell him it's shit, then I'll kill you. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. It's been tons of fun. Awesome. Has it now we've on. completed it? Would you say that it's your best ever podcast you've been on? Yes. There we go. I didn't even need to threaten you with a knife. You're several or, hundred or miles the away. word allegedly. So no, that's not yeah. word. all joking aside, it, it's been tons of fun. I was really nervous. Really, really nervous. I haven't Oh, I'm sorry. Have, no, no, no. It's just uh I haven't done one for a while and obviously it's you never know what to expect, but it's been tons of fun. Also, Pete, we, we spoke about this before. Like, if you're happy to talk about yourself and not be nervous, you're probably a bit of a wally. And yeah, not very interesting. That. Yeah, yeah. So that's good to know. But thanks, mate. Yeah. That that was really really good fun. I enjoyed that. And thanks for coming no, on. Really. Yeah, awesome. Cheers, mate. Take care well, now. Thank bye-bye. you. Bye. You too.